Welcome to our community. This is Saratova Best. This year is Le'ili Nishmas Tana Etol, Bas Yibadim Lechaim Lechaim Reb David. And uh, we are just, we're in Parshas Vayese, and we're talking about the uh, the issue of the the relationship between spiritual and physical, Ruchnius and Gashmius. And it's all centered around a scene that we're going to look at today in which Yaakov Avinu is at the place of the base. He's on his way to Kharan, down into a very, very corrupt reality, having left a very holy place. And he comes to the place of the base of the magician, he lies down. And yesterday we discussed what he was accomplishing when he went to lie down there, which seems very strange why somebody would go to sleep if they didn't go to sleep for 14 years before and not for 20 years after. That doesn't seem like the place to go to sleep. Um, and we explained yesterday why he had to, why he had to lie down. And here, the question of the scene that we're focusing on now is um, what it was that he um, put rocks around him. What were the rocks doing? What was he saying with these rocks? So Yaakov Abinu came to the place of the base of Migdash. That's the place where Hashem's essence is, where Asmus is. That's a, now, let's just look at Asmus for a second. Asmus is a, what's the word? What can you, you can't say energy. Asmus is a reality, the essence of Hashem. The place of the essence of Hashem, which by the way, your essence and the essence of Tyre and the essence of Hashem are one piece. So the place of the essence of Hashem, in this case, it was, it was fully there in the place of the base of Midrash, where he went to lie down. Um, that place, Atmos, essence place, is a place where it's all the same. To say it in kind of a silly way, imagine if you, you go to a certain place where they say one ticket, every ticket is worth the same amount. And there's a, there's an auction. You can come in or there's a store. You know, you come in with your ticket and you can buy whatever you want. So you see a mink coat and you say, how much is it? They say one ticket. But I paid ten dollars for my ticket. It's okay here. One ticket in this place. One ticket is, is all the same. If you you can redeem your one ticket for a mink coat, a fancy car, a tomato, um, a pair of boots, a bottle of water. It's all the same. You said this is ridiculous. As I know, but in the physical world, everything has its value and everything's very different. But in the place of Atmos, the essence of Hashem, it's all the same. It's all interchangeable. That's an important piece of information about Atmos. It's all interchangeable. Now, so the good news is, it's like you can, you can melt it. Okay, I won't make it more complicated. It's all interchangeable. So the good news is, if you can tune into Atmos, you can switch anything for anything. So you get there and you say, you know what, I, don't, I didn't realize. So could I exchange... Two minutes ago, I, I, I asked for a bottle of water because I figured one ticket is a dollar. So, I, you know, they said, what do you want? I said, a bottle of water. But now I realize I can get a car. Could I switch it? You know, could I trade in my ticket? They said, yeah, sure. You have, you know, 10 minutes <laughs> to trade in your ticket and you can get after something else. So I trade in my tickets for the bottle of water and um, I get a car instead. Okay. So sort of that's, that's, that's kind of a, a funny example of what it's like. So wait a minute. What about all the other things? That's why you can trade in the gullus for gula. You can trade in your bad meters for good meters. You can trade in your limitations for no limitations. If you can tune into that place of optimus, 
all the limitations don't exist. You see that? That's a basic principle in Hasidus. So here we come now. The limitation was that he was dealing with that we talked about yesterday is the, phys- the, 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 the spiritual world reveals Hashem. All day long, the spiritual world is saying, there's nothing about Hashem. It tells the truth about Hashem. The physical world lies about Hashem. We said yesterday, how do you know, go to Walmart, buy a pair of rain boots, ask the cashier if she sees God in these pair of boots, and she'll call 911. Because it seems so ridiculous. She does not see God in these boots. It seems so ridiculous. Why doesn't she see God in these boots? The physical world was was created by Hashem to conceal him. He wanted to be concealed for all his reasons, etc., at least temporarily, until Geula. So he created a physical world in order to conceal himself. So when the cashier says, I do not see God in this pair of rain boots, that's not dysfunctional. That's perfectly normal and healthy. She's called a healthy person. She, the world is doing the job it's supposed to do. Hashem said, world, conceal Hashem. Here's a plastic knife. Do you feel deeply godly when you look at the plastic knife? No, especially if somebody didn't wash it, you know. <laughs> right? I feel annoyed, you know. Throw it out. Right? So, so it's doing its job, the plastic knife. If, if, if you don't have a deeply godly experience when you look at the plastic knife, the plastic knife is doing its job. That's the rule of the physical world. The symptom, you know, the whole thing, right? Are in sight, and then Hashem made a symptom, so there'd be a world, and you don't see him. Da 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 da. Plastic knife is doing its job if you don't see him. Okay. So here we have in this situation, he 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 comes to the place of Atmos, where you can switch things around. And there's a spiritual world denoted by his head. Remember, he's lying down. Let's let's go into the scene. He's lying down. So his head denotes his spiritual part. And his body, his foot, especially his foot, let's give it code words. Head means your spiritual part. Foot means your physical part. Does that fit? Right? Not, right? Weird reference. So his head is, is telling the truth about Hashem, as it's supposed to. Your neshama is supposed to say, there's only Hashem. Your foot is supposed to say, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know who you're talking about. Man, you seriously weird. I don't know what these guys talking about. So that's it. Your foot is supposed to conceal Hashem. So therefore, what is it? that's why we said yesterday, your head should be higher than your foot. Because your head sees truth and your foot does not. Your foot is living in a world of lies. Your head is living in a world of truth. Who wants the lies directing the truth? You know, I think I'll choose a mashpia who doesn't have any idea what's flying in life and can't give good advice and, and is basically going to lie to me all the time. What am I nuts? So the head is saying, I don't want my foot to be mashpia on me. My foot has no idea what's flying. I say, what about Hashem? And it says, I don't know who you're talking about. That's not who I want as a mashpia. My head does not want my foot as a mashpia. We dealt with that yesterday, etc. In Yemais Mashiach, it's going to switch. It's going to switch. Your foot will inspire your head. Your physical will inspire your spiritual. However, that's a whole other concept. So here he goes. Now, where are you going to do the switch? There, remember once they had that thing, the handshake in space between Russia and the U.S.? 
it was like 40 years ago, I guess, you know, I, whatever it really was, a handshake in space. They had to transfer some information from one to the other, obviously. There was some stuff going on there. So stuff has to be transferred between the spiritual and the physical. One is telling the truth. Which one? Spiritual or physical is telling the truth. Right. And one is lying because they're both doing their job. Spiritual was, was hired by Hashem, empowered by Hashem to tell the truth. Physical was empowered by Hashem to hide temporarily until, until you might smash you. Good. The only place where you're going to be able to um, kind of switch around those dynamics, because remember, what's the ultimate goal? In Yemaisa Mashiach, which one's going to inspire the other one? Right. So the foot will inspire the head. Well, how's that going to happen? If nobody's doing, like, what? Like, overnight when nobody's watching? What? Shem's going to do it? He's going to switch his hands? Like, what's he going to do? One day you wake up, you say, this is so weird. I don't know. They, somebody must have switched the buttons. No, there's no somebody. It's us. So Yaakov Avinu goes to the place. On the way, when he's going into Galus, he goes down to the place of the base of Mizzou, and he says, we now begin to switch the buttons. We switch them. Physical world, my foot, which is always concealing Hashem, I'm, I'm going to kind of allow the kaichas of both of them to merge with each other a little bit. It's a very temporary thing. It probably it was one night, and then it probably closed up again. It shifted things a little bit on the way to Matantaira, which shifted things a big amount. And then after Matantaira, then you had like the the, um, the Arizal, and then the Baal Shems, and the Baal Shem Tov, and then the Alter Rebbe, and then the Rebbeim, and each time more and more and more, and each of the and Yitzhak Kislev, and all these things keep pulling the cover, like empowering the physical world to stop lying. The biggest problem we've got today is the physical world was given a job to lie, and we are fooled by the lie. That's the problem. We're fooled by the lie. That's really the, you know, you see it the most in America today, you know, like, why is nobody thinking, <laughs> right? <laughs> Etc. You know, we won't go into political details, but, right? Some of the stuff that's going on in America, you're thinking, does nobody think? It's so illogical. Okay, so so do you understand where he's what what his what his his mission is? You need to start to give permission to the physical world to stop having to lie so much, and start to tell the truth a little more and a little more and a little more and a little more until it becomes so transparent in Yemais Mashiach. It's telling more truth than the than the spiritual world. That's that that's the whole thing. So he begins it there. So therefore, now, what makes him do it? The sun goes down. It becomes very dark. Isn't that interesting? He doesn't do it in a time of, 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 of light. The darkness gets stronger, so he has to lie down, whatever that's about. And he has to lie down, it's called the Mailusa. It's called, the full union of below and above, physical and spiritual, occurs through the revelation of Atma. Does that make sense? Or you hear the, the sentence at least, right? Okay. The union, the full union of below and above, of physical and spiritual, occurs through the revelation of Atma, of the essence of Hashem. Right? 
I don't know. No, I do, but it, it would be another hour to explain it. That, again, what everything I've just been saying. They become one. They become one. Right. That's why two people get married under a chuppah. It wouldn't work otherwise. How are you going to put together male and male and female? They don't fit. It's like this craziest combination. It's, it's the craziest combination. He's from Zosh, she's from Malchus. This is, a, this is a weird combination. So they have to stand under a chuppah, under in a holy energy, because otherwise, like, but you, you can't put together milchus and flashics. It just doesn't work. You can't put together physical and spiritual. They're two opposites. Yeah. Yes. Right. So also, one sec. Okay. So let's. Okay. And therefore, it says. So he was. Um, yeah. So a long. Well. Okay. I'm. I, I'm trying to do it in a. Okay. In a. In a. In a short way. So he's dreaming, and he sees um, a ladder going up to up to Shemayim. Excuse me, and the malachim are going up and down. What is that? What is the ladder doing? Putting together heaven and earth. What are we here? Wait. So what's your name? My name's Melissa. What do you do? What do you mean, what do I do? What do you do? I put together heaven and earth. Oh, yeah. I heard that from the other person, too. So funny. I go into 7-7, and they all seem to have the same job. What do you do? What's your name? Javi. What do you do? I put together heaven and earth. Hi, what's your name? Rifki. No, what do you do? I put together heaven and earth. Like, what? Is this a like a a club? It's like when they used to go into base Rifka in the in the early years, uh, like in the in the 70s. They would say, "Okay, girls, I'm the substitute. What's your name? Honey, 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 honey." And then then like 20, 15 years later, like, "What's your name? Mushki, 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 Mushki." Like, okay, it's not a joke. Just come. I'm a substitute. What's your name? They all have the same name. So if you go up to every yid and you really speak to the essence of their neshama, what's your name? My name is whatever. What do you do? I unify heaven and earth. Oh, I know somebody who did that. He was the first one, sort of. Who was that? Yaakov Avinu. He dreamt that there was a ladder. Okay. So that explains why he woke up and he said, oh, my goodness. I didn't know that this is a holy place. Achim lo I didn't know. Um, okay. We're going to leave that. So let's say tomorrow, but I want to do I want to do the following because there there's a lot of good stuff in that. It means correct, correct, correct. When you do a mitzvah, you unite heaven and earth, and you're also bringing godliness into them. When you do a mitzvah with a quarter, you bring this is just a piece of the world that's there. To conceal Hashem, but when you do a mitzvah, you bring godliness into it. You mix the two together. Okay, now we're going to pull it together with this. So watch this. Remember, Yaakov Avinu lies down. We all know the story about the rocks. He took the stones of the place and he put them around his head and he went down. He went to lay down and to sleep. Good. What's the story? You tell me. One second. Just a second. So all the rocks around him were fighting. Everybody knows that story. And so Rashi says, hmm, 
He put a, a, a ring of rocks around his head, around his head, because he was afraid of wild animals. Okay. Huh. That's the low. Bears will never jump over the six-inch high rocks. Like, that will really, I'm going out camping. I'm going to be in the middle of the, you know, camping in the middle of the mountains. Aren't you afraid of bears? No, I put a few rocks around me. They won't bother me. Oh, all right. I think you should go back to the you know, living in the wilderness course. That's ridiculous. You think you're going to keep away wild animals by putting rocks around you? You want to say you put a ten foot, a ten foot wall around you? Rocks are not going to do it. So why in the world, why in the world is he putting rocks around him? And we know here it says. So they started to fight, and they all said, I want to be under the head of this tzaddik, and so I should put them all together. So here's the question. What does it help to have a bunch of rocks around you if you're afraid of these these animals? They know how to jump. So Mepharshim say, Rashi meant that Yaakov was actually putting them around his whole body. Were they just around his head, or were they around the, his body? Rashi says, well, okay, it means they were around his body. And therefore, it says a marzev, etc. Okay, so watch this. This is the most stunning point. Um, why does the pasuk say he put them around his head? Um, and how does it help against wild animals? This is what we were saying. Okay, you ready? It's the most stunning, gorgeous explanation that is revolutionary. When Yaakov put them around his head, it was a spiritual avida. Let's just say I'm going to say it in my words. The head, the body said like this, I quit. I'm sick of my job. The rocks around the body are denoting the physical body, right? Kashmir. So the rocks around the body said, I quit. I'm sick of my job. All day long, lies, 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 lies. Right? So they asked me, I'm a, I'm a paper cup. So somebody asked me, is there Hashem in you? And I'm supposed to say, no. Right? I'm a pair of sunglasses. And somebody says, um, is there a God in you? And he says, I'm supposed to say, no. I was hired as a physical object in this world. As a physical object in this world, I was given the job by Hashem on the condition that I, mum's the word, I don't tell the truth about Hashem. Is that true, what I'm saying? Is it accurate? So, could you imagine if you have the job to be the physical world, one day you're like, I, I'm quitting. Look at the head. The head gets to do what? The Ruchnius gets to tell the truth about Hashem all day long. And the Gashmius has to lie about Hashem all day long. Which one would you want? Right. I, I'm sick of lying about Hashem. That's why everybody is taking blood pressure medication. <laughs> Right, I'm telling you, if I were in charge of, of Big Pharma, everybody who's taking blood, pre- blood pressure medication is taking it, not because of their genetics, because how much can you lie about Hashem to yourself to the point where it starts to affect your health, Pastor Shalom? And you're like, I can't anymore, right? We became enrolled in this lie, like, I don't know, there's a physical world, how do you know there's a God? I'm saying on a subconscious level, and it's nauseating already. It was nauseating in the time of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, he said, 
my like my head is saying, yeah, I tell the truth all the time about Hashem. Lucky you. Huh. The foot says, and me? I'm not allowed to tell the truth. I've got to be lying all the time about Hashem. Yes? Yes. The body was jealous because it, it had a, a very difficult job. It was jealous of the head. That's why they started to fight. You understand? That, that, was the, that was the fight. Who should have it? Like, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't one of those rocks. But in a way, I'm thinking, you know, the rocks might say, listen, if you had a job like mine, you'd be considered a savvy. You know? You know, it's like somebody says, I am the principal of a girl's high school. Are they girls who want to learn or don't want to learn? They say, oh, they want to learn. Oh, wow. And then the other one says, I'm the principal of a girl where nobody, a school, nobody wants to learn. Who's the bigger something? The one that has to deal with girls that don't want to learn. That's a tough job. So the, the rocks around the body might be saying, we've got a tough job. You, you, you've got an easy job. So they, so what did Hashem say? What did he say to all the rocks when they started to, you know, your job's out of your job? What did he say? What did he do with the rocks? Put them together where? Under the body? No, under the head. Ah, so once you're a rock under the head, what's your job? So you get to tell the truth about Hashem or you get to lie? There we go. Mission accomplished. The, yeah. The, the rocks around the body denoting the, the, the physical world said, enough lying about Hashem, enough pretending that there's no God. Why do you have to give us this job? So Hashem at that moment put every, every rock under his head, meaning everybody at that moment, the physical and the spiritual, was now switched over to having the job of telling the truth about Hashem. <coughs> Will it be that way in your Yemaisa Mashiach? Every plastic knife will tell the truth about Hashem. Is that true? Yeah. Right. Okay. So do you, so do you but do you see who did it? Do you see who got it got the ball rolling? Yaakov Avinu, he is the he is our father Tyra. He is Tyra. He's the one who went there to the base of English. You know, from 70, we're out there. No, you know, he went to the place of the base of Mavish, and he created this um, this shift and a fusion, this fusion. And temporarily, now the physical world was given permission, as it was put under his head, to actually tell the truth about Hashem, just like you will in Yemaisa Mashiach. So obviously, that was one night of Geula, totally fully invested in Gullah. Afterwards, it went back. I think so. Uh, look, you go to buy these at Walmart, and they still won't, you know. Right. Right, right. So now, you can't just go from nothing. You can't just go from, you know, black to white. The the, the world started off trans, uh, opaque, and it became translucent for most of history, and it will be transparent. You can't go from opaque to transparent. We wouldn't. That's what the Rebbe is telling us now. If the world is changing very quickly, if we don't adjust our perspective, we will feel like we're aliens from outer space. We don't understand the world. The Rebbe wants to keep us in sync with the world. And it's a very difficult job for the Rebbe because what he's doing is, you know, 
the the world is moving quickly, very very quickly. It's 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 uncovering its cover. We're not necessarily keeping up in sync with it. We still think the old way, right? The so we still think the old way, and the 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 world has changed, and we have not acknowledged it. That makes sense. So um, that's the stunning point. So um, then, why did it have to be rocks? Let me see where I want to just jump here. Here. And that's what Rashi says. These rocks started to fight with each other, and they all said, I want to be under the head of the tzaddik, because I want the job that the head has. Tell the truth about Hashem. Every plastic knife said, if you look at me, I want it, I want people to look at plastic. Every plastic knife said, I want somebody to look at me. And suddenly feel Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Achad. Yes. Right? You look at you look at a blue tablecloth, plastic, 99 cents, and you feel Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Achad. That's what those, that's what the Gashmias was begging for then. In fact, it's probably always begging for it. If we... Right. So, right. So, so therefore, so here, let's just finish this last little piece. So that's why the rocks were, were fighting. And, 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 um, well, as the Rebbe says it, the strength, strong is because of stones, rocks, like the strength of the revelation of holiness, of Kedusha, in the body of Yaakov Avinu should be just as strong as the revelation of Kedusha in his head, where his, where his neshama is. That's what it was asking for. So what did Hashem do? He made it all into one one piece so that you got it. You asked for it, you got it. You got it. So now... So, so here, we have to look at it. What? Okay. And so... Um, essentially, so what do the rocks have to do with anything? We're going to pull it together. There. The rocks have to do with, there's a power in the rock. So that's why, what's the thing about rocks? It's not going to protect you from these, well, okay. Well, then let me ask you something. The rocks mean really intense power in this, in this, this determination. Okay, that's rocks. Very strong power. But also, how is it going to protect you from wild animals, meaning very strong klipas? Isn't that, we are used to, and I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up with this. We are used to, classically in history, the reason that you didn't, you had to try to stay away from the physical world as much as possible is it would drag you down. It would drag you into a dark place. And you wouldn't be able to... Um, yeah, and you, it would block your ability to see Hashem. The physical world was also always something that would block your ability to see Hashem. It now actually enables your body to see Hashem. We don't see the difference. The Rebbe does. But that's why we felt like, don't get involved, don't, don't buy yourself too many things, not too many pairs of shoes, not too many, you know, Shlomo Melch was told, not too many wives, not too many horses, not too many this, not too much money. It will be, right, he did. Right. So he was able to, but it will, 
block your ability to see Hashem. That has changed. So what I think what the Rebbe is sort of hinting at here is that you don't really have to be afraid of wild animals, of of dark stuff like the news <laughs> bombarding you, like the news and like the the you know like the radical left plus 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 and the globalists and all that stuff, all that stuff. But you don't really have to be afraid of it because when you're tuned into the place of Atmos, then you're safe. Right? Then you're safe. What? Let me just look okay. So we're just going to sum, sum up by saying, Hirasen, we should find ourselves opening our eyes to see the Geula, seeing the new relationship between spiritual and physical and, and being dynamic parts of this shift and, and bringing the world to the consciousness that everything's ready for the Geula, and the parts that we have to play is magnificent. May it be immediately now.